Hi there. This is Winnell, and you are listening to Blended and Flourishing Families podcast. You are in the right place if you are a step parent or connected to a step family and you want to gain insight in how to achieve harmony in your family, which is what the Blended and Blended and Flourishing represents. In here, there will be some real conversation about step parent challenges, challenges that step kids and bio kids encounter, and challenges that bio parents experience as well as the importance and benefits of step parenting with God. If you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and I would love for you to leave a rating as well. Now that we've gotten all caught up, let's chat. I am so happy to have Rachel and Seth Dunn here with me to kick off our relationship series. We know that February is the time of the year where everybody is looking forward to Valentine's Day to do something extra special. but we do that all year, or at least we should be doing that all year and not just waiting for February. Um, so I'm going to allow our guests to introduce themselves and we're going to go ahead and share just some tips on how to improve our relationship and prioritize our relationship, despite of any step challenges we may be experiencing. So glad to have you here. Thank you for having us. Um, so my name is Rachel and I am Seth's wife and I am a mother of two boys and a stepmother of one girl, and I'm also a step family coach, certified step family coach, and I'm also in grad school right now, um, about to start my second year in um, their counseling program, so I will soon be a licensed professional counselor, which is exciting. That's awesome. And, uh, Seth Dunn, um, I, I uh, have been married to Rachel now. We're going on eight years, um, and we've had a, um, a very great relationship uh, despite some challenges, but what we know is that uh, we've been sharpened, so just grateful to be able to sit here and um, hopefully reach some others that are maybe down in a trench or within a season that we can provide some uh, positivity to to know that they're going to come out on the other side just fine. That's awesome. And congratulations on um, eight years. Some of the things I would love to start off with is, um, was there a time in your relationship where you felt like um, you guys were pulling apart and, and wasn't really focused on the relationship? It was more so focused on all of different challenges that was, you know, that can come about when you do have a step family. Girl, that's a loaded question. <laughs> when, from the get-go, honestly. Um, Seth, you want to take this one? <laughs> I mean, when, when we talk about being pulled apart, you know, you know, your marriage is the same uh, courting relationship that you would have with any other relationship, including your walk with God. Um, the, the relationship takes work on a never-ending basis. So not only did we uh, have some challenges in the very beginning, but we also um, realized that uh, we, we see these um, situations where we're being pulled apart on a, ba on a regular basis. You know, we're eight years in with marriage um, and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't change, uh, but it is a relationship just like any other that requires uh, a lot of work to be put in by both sides. So I do recall, you know, early on, we had 
It was rough. Um, we were we were just in a, a season of legalities um, with transitions uh, from from custody and being newly married. We were in uncharted territory. So with everything going on, and, and on top of uh, on top of custody, we were trying to figure out how we fit into this piece of marriage together, and it created uh, a very challenging time. So the initial reaction for both of us were to split apart and, and move away from each other, not in a literal sense, but just emotionally, uh, emotionally we, were, we were not connected uh, just because we were going through so much and we just didn't have proper resources on how to handle it. Mm, yeah, and I can relate to that too because I had similar experiences with um, when my husband and I first married, we actually lived across country from one another. So I was in Arizona, he was in New Jersey, and for almost two years, we lived apart. So wow. that was, it was difficult navigating that. And, you know, he was dealing with a lot of custody battles. And so, and I wasn't even there physically to support him. Um, so it was more of an emotional support during that time. So it was a little bit difficult. And then even moving back when I moved back to Jersey, um, although we've been married for almost two years, it still felt new because now I was physically stepping into that stepmom role. So that was like a new transition that I had to go through. And then also, you know, dealing with the moms and all of these different challenges. Now, all of these things that felt distant for me was like right there in my face <laughs> that I had yeah. to do. Yeah. And then what were some of the things that you guys did to try to combat that and, um, you know, focus on your relationship and not let the challenges consume, um, you know, the marriage? Well, I think, first of all, we just had to really, I don't know, just take responsibility for our own issues and our own insecurities and just dig in and do some work individually just to grow personally. Uh, we both got into counseling um, separately and together which I think was super important. And we've had to come back to that multiple times, which we try to stay, um, you know, consistent with that anyways, like we're always being proactive. But I just think um, getting into counseling was really important for us. And most of all, I think finding safety in our relationship enough to just honestly be vulnerable with each other and really just like put our fears out there and everything we were feeling instead of putting that wall up and just trying to pretend like, you know, the other person was the issue and, and, you know, we were so tough and we were just going to wait for them to back down. Like we both had to humble ourselves and just be like, oh my gosh, you know, we want this to work and we're both, we have to be willing to do what it takes. And I mean, I remember a few nights, we were literally a few, more than a few nights, we have been on the floor with our Bible, like grasping our Bible, like looking at each other, like, God, we need you right here in this moment to like bring us back together and, you know, make us whole again. And we've had those moments, I mean, many times off and on through the years. And I think the, what helped me personally was knowing that I married a person where divorce wasn't an option. So Rachel's outlook is that we're not getting divorced, period. We're going to make this work. And through that devotion helped me uh, from retreating because I got afraid when, you know, if we're in the middle of an argument and if I'm in, you know, fight or flight, I try to withdraw myself from the argument because I'm scared of being hurt. But the reassurance from her, she's always kept the same tone. 
look, I may not like you, but we're always, we're always going to be married. We're not getting divorced. And that's been a huge help for me personally. I love that. You guys shared a lot of great tips. Um, two of them stood out to me the most. Um, Rachel, when you mentioned getting individual help in addition to you know the relationship help, I feel it's so important. And um, just speaking from a stepmom perspective, sometimes we get consumed with everything that's going on and we want to fix it, but we forget about ourselves. And we forget to know that if we're not okay, there's nothing much that we can do you know, for the relationship or for the family. So I love that. And Seth, I love that you mentioned the fact that um, Rachel's, you know, intention was the voice is not an option. Um, I think that mindset plays a huge role in being able to work through things because it was the same thing for me. When I um, got married to my husband, the voice was not an option for me. Even all of the challenges that we have been through because I have four stepkids and three biological moms. And so that's a lot of different moving pieces um, to deal with that we've been dealing with. And um, for me, it was never a thought for me. And I know my husband, you know, have had fears of, will this be too much for me to handle? Will I leave? But when I decided to marry him, I, that was like not even an option for me. So even all of the challenges we have been through, it was never a day that I thought, oh, I can't do this anymore. We should get divorced. It was, you know, this is hard. Like, how can we fix it? How can we find a, a solution to make it better? So I love that. Um, also, I know there's this debate, especially when it comes to step families and um, blended families with, oh, it should, should it be a focus over you know, the kids, over the relationship, or does the marriage come first and, the, and then the kids? Um, what are you guys' viewpoint on that? Well, I think the first thing to ask is, you know, that is, an, that is reality in a blended situation is that the hot topic is, do we put the kids first versus the marriage? But first, you have to ask yourself, if it were a nuclear marriage, meaning man and woman being married for the first time, having kids through that marriage, why would it be okay for the nuclear marriage to prioritize their, their relationship ahead of the kids and then have it frowned upon in subsequent marriages, meaning second marriages or third marriages down the line? So we have to remember that by God's design, we put our spouse to our side first. That doesn't mean less hugs and less kisses for the children. And that's the misconception. We can't, we can't parent out of guilt, but we have to prioritize the marriage first because if Rachel and I aren't strong, we can't be strong for the children. And I think for a stepmom, I know coming in, um, you already feel you have that kind of outsider complex. And there's this fear that like you're, something's being taken from you that was supposed to have been yours. Like maybe, you know, just having all the first and like, then you come in and you're sharing your partner immediately with a child and an ex in a sense. Um, so I think for me, like it was for me to feel safe in our marriage and to feel like I didn't get, you know, the short end of the stick, I needed, I needed to feel like I was the priority. I mean, I just, it's, it would be hard to be a stepmom and not be prioritized. And I know so many are because you already come in feeling second place, you know? And so Seth, you know, thank God he was just 
um, he learned really quick that it just, everything worked better when he prioritized our marriage. It made me feel safe enough to open my heart up to him and my stepdaughter. I didn't feel safe enough to open up when I felt like I was, you know, second place. That's just not, that God didn't put that in our heart to be second place in our marriage. We have a, an innate desire to be our spouse's number one sweetheart. God put that in us and there's a reason. I completely agree with that. And I love um, the that Seth pointed out, there's this misconception that if you focus on prioritizing your marriage, then that means you're neglecting the children. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you still love and care for your children and still make sure that your marriage you know, is intact. And it's also seeing it from a foundational standpoint, right? Um, your marriage is the foundation of that, you know, family, you know, um, with having God be in the center of it. Um, and so if that is weak, then the family going to structure is going to have issue as well. And so I love that you pointed that out. And also, what are three tips would you share for couples who, you know, maybe going through some challenges right now and trying to figure a way to make it work? I would like to start by saying um, one thing that's been very helpful for Rachel and myself is establishing weekly routine date night for just the two of us. And that date night is the same every week, regardless of the visitation schedule. So if it's every Saturday night, I would hope that couples would take time and carve out an hour, two hours, whatever it may be, three hours, where it's just the two of them, no external noise, no children. That way you can focus on just the two of you. And as you're going into your date night, try discussing topics about everything but children. If there's something that needs to be discussed, sure. But this time is really carved out for you to uh, have that intimate time with your spouse so that you can reconnect emotionally. And you're you're remembering why you came together in the first place. Let's not forget that we all got into this blended family mess for one reason, because two people fell in love and wanted to spend their life together. And we cannot lose focus on the marriage and that relationship. Like we have to remember why we got into this in the first place, because I love being with you. I love spending time with you. We have to find that focus again. I would say another one that might be a little awkward for everyone, but I'm just going to throw it out there because I really feel like this is super important. You have got to prioritize your sex life. Um, sex is God's gift to marriage. It bonds you. It keep, It's something that no one else can offer you or should not be offering you. It's something just between the two of you. You know, it's not something that it, it, it's special. It's something that God uses to bring us back together. Um, and I think, I mean, we've said it a thousand times to each other and, and other people that we've coached when nothing, when all else fails and everything about everything else about our marriage is falling apart. Our sex life is always strong and that keeps us grounded sometimes. And I, and God designed it that way. Um, so I really would just tell people, and I know sometimes some people are less or more sexual than others, but prioritize having sex with, with your spouse. There's a reason that God says, don't withhold from your spouse. It, there is something spiritual that happens 
when we come together with our spouse. So do not neglect that aspect of your marriage. And that is easy to neglect when you're in a blended family. Let's be honest. It's sometimes that is the last thing on our mind when we have all the drama and all the chaos going on around us. So that's an even better reason to keep prioritizing it because it's so easy not to. And, and Rachel's right. It, it's outside of any, it, it's more than just a physical connection. It's it's more emotional. So from the emotional and spiritual standpoint, we're reconnecting in that moment. And, you know, the the flesh of us, we're in the middle of an argument. The last thing you want to do or, or even think about is that. However, just keep in your mind that this is an instant reconnect tool. Um, Seth, you actually um, just mentioned what was going to be the next thing I was going to say. Um, because, you know, for most people, when they're angry or upset and going through all of those things, that is the last thing that on their, that's on their mind. And if they're upset with their spouse, they may think using that as a way of punishment is like the right thing to do. And so I love that, you know, you brought that, brought that up as one of the tips. Yeah. And I would say probably our last tip, which would be the most important is never stop working on yourself and your marriage. If you're not growing personally, your marriage is not growing, period. Um, we've learned that the hard way too. When one of us is growing and the other one is not working on themselves, it it's a recipe for disaster. Um, I know, and that could be, you know, journaling, going to counseling, reading books, whatever it is for you to become more self-aware, growing, spending time with God. But not just that, marriage is something that you literally cannot stop working at ever. It is like, there's not a day that goes by that you should not be putting some type of um, work into your marriage. You have to be proactive. It's an ongoing learning process. And for us, we, you know, we do a marriage workshop. We try to do that every year. Um, reading books, doing, praying together, doing our devotionals together. Um, Seth's finally starting to read some books for the first time because he's like, you know what? I got to jump on this learning thing. <laughs> um, but seriously, do not think that you can't work on it and that like your marriage is just going to be okay. That is unrealistic. And that's the same for any relationship. So this is a very important relationship that requires uh, constant work. And we shouldn't associate work with being hard. It's not hard. It needs to be on the forefront of your mind to recognize that, hey, I've got to put in effort. And outside of putting in effort, I have to accept responsibility for me. And as long as I'm continuing to try to grow myself, what you'll see is you're going to see a positive response from your partner. So when Rachel's in a season of growing, I'm looking at her and I'm like, wow, you know, it's time for me to catch up. I want to be right beside her growing too. I want to be better. And the moment that I start putting in the effort on myself, and, and this, not, this doesn't have to be verbalized. You don't have to tell, you know, I don't tell Rachel, hey, this is what I'm doing. You do it for yourself to grow. But what I'll see is the fruit of the relationship grow because we're working together. I love that. And definitely it is um, something that you work on constantly, because if you don't, you will find yourself growing apart. And before you know it, you don't even realize who you're married to anymore because you guys are completely transformed into someone new um, because that connection or disconnection has been there for a while. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing all of these amazing tips. Um, 
how can someone reach you to what type of services do you offer for step families and how would they be able to reach you to inquire about your services? Well, I'm working on a web page that I hope will be up soon. Um, but until then, I can be reached on Instagram or um, we can be reached through um, my email account, which is spiritualstepmom at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, you can, I think there's a request form on my blog, which is spiritualstepmom.com, where you can send me an email through that um, or message me on Instagram. And hopefully here in the next few months, we'll have our webpage up and going, our coaching page, and you can actually go ahead and request an appointment or um, send over a message just with one click. So looking forward to that. Do you guys only do couples together or do you do separate? We do. I do a lot of stepmoms. He coaches a lot of bio dads. Um, we do that separately. We do, sometimes we do couples together. Sometimes I do a couple, just me. Sometimes he does it. We do whatever anybody wants to do. We're very flexible with that. So when we both really enjoy um, each aspect of that. So. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us. It has been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having us.